Welcome to the Grace Fields Wife Podcast. My name is Beatrice Vargas, and my mission is to improve the quality of marriages by helping us learn to be fueled with grace. Are you sitting in a marriage that feels empty? Are you struggling to reunite the passion and love you once shared with your husband? Are you at a crossroads of leaving and repair, but you're constantly reminded of your promise to God to stay true? Or maybe things haven't even gotten that bad yet. Maybe you don't argue that often, but since you barely connect anymore, you've started to give up hope of ever being happily married again. You might have contemplated or even fantasized about what it would be like to leave. Maybe you're telling yourself that you're just sticking it out for the kids. If this is you, I've been there. My story is your story. I want to help you heal and reignite your marriage while still believing in the promise God gave you. I want you to stay with me, learn from me, internalize the grace, guidance, and interviews so that you can become the Gracefield Wife. You can learn more and connect with me directly on Instagram at the Gracefield Wife. Now let's dig in to today's show. Hello and welcome back to the Grace Fueled Wife podcast. I'm your host, Beatrice Vargas. And this week, we are going to be continuing our series on intimacy by talking about three ways that you can have a more intimate marriage. Now, it's going to be a quick one, but it will be good, I promise. The first tip that you can try to create a more intimate marriage is by building trust. Now, I know some of you might be feeling like, uh, duh, obviously, but maybe it is not so obvious to others. Now, here's the thing. This is the reason why I'm making this number one. And that's because when we have trust in a marriage, that means that you can feel completely comfortable that the other person is not going to hurt you. And I'm not just talking about like physical hurt. I'm talking about emotional hurt, right? You can't be intimate or you can't feel free to be vulnerable because let's face it, intimacy equals vulnerability. And we can't feel so comfortable to do that if we're afraid that the other person is going to hurt us or that the other person is not going to have our best interests at heart. A couple of weeks ago, I talked about maybe one of your girlfriends. If you think about your bestie, your best friend, and you think about the things that you might tell her versus the things that you might tell everybody else. Now, obviously, bestie, she's going to get all the tea. You're going to be able to tell her everything, all of your deepest, darkest secrets. Why? Because you trust that she's not going to hurt you with that. You trust that she's going to hold that in confidence, that she's going to meet your energy when you need it, that she's going to be there for you, that she's going to be listening with a, a kind and empathetic ear. The same thing happens in marriage. And we talked about last week how we have our relationships with our friends and sometimes our relationships in marriage aren't the same. And that is part of it. So when we understand with our own husband that A, we are on the same team and therefore we should be united towards the same goal, right? You guys are really looking for the same sorts of things that you can trust each other. You can talk about your hopes and dreams. You can really get vulnerable with things of the heart and things that you might not otherwise tell other people. Those are the things that you're going to want to feel comfortable to talk to your husband about. So if that's not the case in your own marriage, then that is going to be something that 
right off the bat. Just changing that one thing, understanding that you're a team, if you don't already have this sense of closeness with each other, then that's something that you're going to need to work on. I also like to think of the example of our intimacy with God, our Father. We can't be close to Him if we fear Him, right? If we live in fear, if we think that He's somebody who's going to go and judge us and somebody who's not going to love us or who's going to be really so disappointed with us that he doesn't want to see us anymore, right? That wouldn't make you feel comfortable to come to God in prayer. But because we understand that our God is ever loving, that he is going to take care of us, that he is going to hold us in his arms, that he's going to protect us and provide for us, we know that we can come to him with all of our stuff. And that is going to be the same thing in your marriage. So remember, number one, you need to build trust and safety in order to build intimacy in a marriage. Number two, this is going to sound kind of funny, but I want you to hear me out. Number two, you can complain, but you can't criticize. Now, I know you might be thinking, uh, why is this lady talking about I can complain? Like all of a sudden, do I have permission to complain in my marriage? Well, first of all, of course you do. You can't have a good marriage. You can't have trust and safety if you feel like your voice is never able to be heard. If you feel like you're never able to voice your opinion, well, that's not safe, is it? You need to have that level of safety that you can voice your opinion, that you can tell your husband that he's done something that made you upset, that hurt your feelings, that you wish he didn't do. That is certainly something that we need to have in order to have that intimacy. So yes, you can complain. Here's a great example. My husband and I, this was a while back, we were going on a road trip. And as he was driving, I had a bunch of work to do. I had a couple of clients that I had to finish up. And in my mind, I was like, I'm going to finish up all this work on my phone. I'm going to finish up all this work so that I can then enjoy our weekend together with the family. So as he's driving on our road trip, I've got my phone out and I'm, you know, sending text messages and writing emails and wrapping up all those things I needed to do. Well, my husband turned around and he was like, babe, we're, this is us time. Put it away. And I was just like, what are you talking about? You know, and I I was just kind of upset. You know, I'm over here thinking I'm doing something good for the family. I'm trying to wrap up this work so I don't have to do it later. But his point was, The road trip time, this is part of our time. And his complaint to me was that he didn't feel like I was taking that time seriously. He didn't feel like I was emotionally there just to be there. And I'm over here thinking like, you got GPS, you don't need me. But he's thinking, well, I want to share this time with you. Like, let's send a music, let's talk, let's connect during this drive. And instead, in my mind, thinking I was doing the right thing, I was like, well, let me wrap up this work. But had my husband not made that complaint, I would have never known. And I would have kept doing the thing that upset him. And he probably would have started to resent me if I kept doing it. And he never felt it was safe to complain. Now, here's the thing, because I said at the top of this point, I said, you can complain, but you cannot criticize. Now, here is the fine line, the fine distinction. My husband didn't go out and 
say you're a bad person because you're sitting there on your phone working while I'm driving. No, he basically let me know that he's upset because he feels a certain way as a result of my action. Now, wasn't criticizing me as a person. That is like such a fine line because so many times we might go to say something for our husbands. We might think that we're complaining, but actually what we're doing is we're criticizing his character. I want to give you an example. Let's say wake up in the middle of the night, you go to the bathroom, silent seats up and you fall in. And now there goes your cold butt splashed with water and you're so upset and you feel like you want to turn around to him and say, you are so inconsiderate. How could you blah, 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 blah. How many times have I asked you to put the toilet seat down? I don't understand why you can't do this simple thing for me. You see how that is a very legitimate complaint. But now by saying that you're so inconsiderate, how could you blah, blah, blah. What you're doing is actually attacking his character versus saying, hey, hey, I've asked you to please put the toilet seat down. I fell in the bowl and I was wet and cold. It was dark. It was the middle of the night. Please don't do that again. It really is frustrating to me when you do that. There is a difference. When you're complaining, you're talking about the action. When you're criticizing, you're talking about their character. So remember, going back to the whole idea of safety, if he thinks that something that he might do is going to cause you to criticize his character, he's going to turn around and get defensive. And now that is a break in the intimacy because that is a break in the trust. I trust that my husband is never going to go and attack my character. He only complains about the things that I do that are sometimes not so great and vice versa. And that is something that you really need to keep in mind when you're trying to build a more intimate marriage. All right. Now, my third point is I want you guys to focus on your interests and not just your common interests, but also your individual interests. What does this mean? What are you talking about? Be blah, 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 blah. Okay. During this series, I talked about how important it is for you guys to do things together, go on date nights, connect with each other. And as important it is for you guys to do that together, it is also important for you guys to do that separately. Your husband, just like you, needs to know that he can feel comfortable to pursue his own interests without you being like, well, you know, you're always into sports. You're always playing golf or basketball or football or whatever with your friends and you're never including me in anything. Remember, I know when I just said that, I purposely made it sound like a criticism versus a complaint. While we want to do things together, that's going to be great. You're giving your husband a special level of respect and a special level of acknowledgement that he does have his own life. He was a full grown adult, a whole adult before you guys got married. And it's not fair to think that we can take all of that away from him. He needs to be able to explore his own interests and things that are important to him in the same way that we need to do that for us. I would be so upset if my husband gave me a hard time every time I wanted to go out to brunch with my girlfriends. It's funny because my main interests really have to deal with school and my business and my podcast and things like that. But in my marriage, my husband understands that that's my thing right now that I focus on. He has his own things that he focuses on. And then we have other things completely separate that we work on together. 
And you might be asking, how does this build intimacy? The way it builds intimacy is A, it lets him know that it's safe for him to be his own person. You respect him enough to allow him to be his own person. But at the same time that you guys respect each other enough to do your own thing, you make it a point to say, okay, great, you do this and I'm going to do that over here, but then we're going to come together. And on these activities, we're going to make sure that these are things that we enjoy together. That way, he's not feeling like he doesn't have the freedom to be himself and express himself, and neither are you. You're both feeling like you have that freedom outside of the marriage, obviously within his boundaries, right? If my husband had an interest to be out at strip clubs, I would have a problem with that. I would have a couple of complaints about that. So certainly... We don't have that issue. But my point is within whatever boundaries that you guys have decided that is right for your marriage, you can go out and explore your own interests and then just make sure that you're coming back together to share in whatever interests that you guys have together. And I talked about this in other episodes where we want to make sure that we're going out and we're doing our own thing, but we are also having fun together. So that's it. I know I told you guys it was going to be a quick one this week. You have a couple of options. You can either jump into the Facebook group and let me know what you think. How are you doing with building intimacy in your marriage? Or if you have something going on in your own marriage that maybe you want to just chat one-on-one, you really need my personal time, then what I would say is in the show notes of every show, you can log in right there and you'll see a link to book a one-on-one session. Yes, there are very few time slots available. I'm sorry about that, but my time is limited. So I only have a few that I can do for one-on-ones, but you can go ahead and book a one-on-one session and we can kind of work through some of these things. The third option will be the Grace Fuels Marriage Method coming to you very soon. I love you guys. And until next week. Hey, love. Thank you for listening to today's show. If you found any value in today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a five-star review and shared it with a friend or someone else who needed to hear this today. This is really the best way you can thank me. It helps me to get the word out to other women just like you. See you next week.